Welcome to episode three of Overflow. I am so excited you decided to join me here, and I hope you will find some encouragement to carry away into your day. I found myself refreshed by our topic today, and I know that the same opportunity awaits you. Today's episode is a carryover from episode two, Knowing Him, Knowing Jesus. After a conversation with a friend, the thought would not escape me that not everyone joining us here may know Jesus or how to come to know him and even steps to take to get there. If the heart cannot love what the mind does not know, then we must be led to the how-to of coming to know him. The knowing God that I am talking about is the pathway to security. When we come to believe that God loves us because we look in the mirror and see a reflection of an overcomer, a life that God created and gifted us with, the times when he's rescued us from our darkness and released us from a fear that held us in bondage. When he met a need that seemed hopeless and you could see no end in sight. When he gifted your life with something or someone unexpected, but you knew it was from him because no one else held the key of that door of dreams. Knowing God requires spending time with him. I often believe we confuse knowing the depth of who God is, actually encountering and experiencing him with knowing about him. We can actually know about someone without ever knowing what lies within them, what makes them smile and what brings them joy, what style of music makes their toes wiggle or if warm chocolate chip cookies on a cold rainy day is their comfort food of choice. If their challenges knock them down with fear or make them stand tall with confidence. When you get your feelings hurt, do you withdraw into the dark with your insecurities or do you have the walk of discipline to look the lies and untruths in the face and recall the truth of who you are in Christ out loud? Speak them over you as you look yourself in the bathroom mirror. Knowing God isn't just knowing about him. It isn't knowing someone else's version of him. It isn't hearing his name and hoping that that prayer that you prayed out of fear of getting caught or to not die and go to hell will be enough for you. Knowing God is a gift It's choosing to open this gift of love every single day. It's choosing him back because he first chose you. Choosing him requires pursuing him. How do we come to know a God that made us to be known by him? Well, there's no magic formula or no absolute step-by-step process or possible encounter with another person that can cause this to begin or to become in your life. For sure, there's countless opportunities for us to be encouraged and inspired and shaped and even sharpened by others. But no one can 
lean into Jesus and sit in his presence and listen for his voice and receive his word and ingest it and walk in it and share it and become from it for us. When we say yes to Jesus, when we choose him back, we are also accepting the responsibility to pursue him back. A desire to enter into a relationship with Jesus requires this first step. Surrender. It's a posture of your heart to not only acknowledge that you are not your own, that your new life in Christ is only possible because Jesus died on a cross for your sins. And then a lifetime of surrendering your will and your ways to God. A relationship is an ongoing presence that we pursue and nurture so we can become better and be a part of the betterment of others. Being in constant communion with Christ makes us more like him. It makes us better. It leads others to becoming better in him too. C.S. Lewis once quoted, Relying on God has to begin all over again, every day, as if nothing had yet been done. This is the breeding ground for perseverance in our life while we're here, while we're awaiting for his return for us. Ask God to show you the areas of unbelief in your life and to help you with your unbelief. Ask God to help you to desire to know him more. Ask him to give you a hunger and a thirst for his word and to live according to his plan for your life. Ask him to teach you and to guide you and to grow you. And even if you don't fully understand him or really know how to recognize his presence, Ask him to reveal himself to you in a way that you will understand, in a way that you will see him. Choosing him doesn't mean we have all of this figured out before we do so. It means we turn our eyes upon him and we posture our heart toward him and we wait on him. He will answer us and honor our desire for him. And then one day, one day, our heart will catch up and we will recognize his face and his voice and we will read his word with a renewed vigor because his spirit living inside of us is guiding us closer and closer to him. The walk with Jesus isn't a sprint to the finish line, a one-and-done prayer. It's a daily step-by-step choice to acknowledge that He is the Lord of our life and to walk in His ways, and He will direct our path. That's a promise from Him to us. No follower of Jesus ever graduates from the need for these disciplines in their life. It's so easy to grow complacent, 
even callous to the ongoing beauty of growing to Jesus. Knowing him more today than we did yesterday and anticipating and longing for how his presence is going to show up tomorrow. He is always with us. He never walks away from us. He longs to be with us. The day-to-day that we walk in has a way of trying to choke out his care for us and consume us with our circumstance. And we find ourselves choosing the weight of our circumstance over choosing to rest in his care. I have found that as I pursue Christ and as I lean into him and his ways for my life, he reveals himself to me throughout my every day and he places the ongoing people and resources around me to help me and to walk with me through whatever season I am walking through. Knowing him leads you more and more of coming to know yourself. As we allow God to become first in our lives, we will learn to recognize what is actually from him and what is not. We learn to recognize what is helpful to our hearts and what is harmful. Not everything that is harmful to you is harmful to others, and not everything that is harmful to others is harmful to you. That's why choosing him and acknowledging all of his ways will lead you to know more about how he created you and what his best is for you. One thing that I truly love about God is that he always goes before us in every step of our life. If he's drawing you to himself, then he's already placed the people and the resources you need in your path, whether you recognize them or not. He gives us the permission to ask others for help, to guide us to him and to teach us his ways, to help us Become like Christ as they are becoming like him too. It's called discipleship. In Proverbs 27, 17, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Titus 2, 3-5, Titus talks about right teaching. Older men teach other men to exercise self-control to be worthy of respect, to live wisely. The call to have sound faith and to be filled with love and patience. Older women to live in a way that honors God. To not be one who damages others' reputations by speaking falsely or in an ill way of them. Instead, they should teach what is good and pure and right from their mouths and with their lives. Older, more mature women should lead and teach the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wise in their ways and to be pure in their lives as they lead and guide in their homes, to do good unto others and to walk and live as an essential counterpart to their husbands and co-laborers for the kingdom of God.
find you someone who's going where you're desiring to go and ask them if you can join them there. That's what choosing others, that's what choosing community looks like. Choose community. Run to it, not from it. We need it, and God actually designed us for it. Ask God to guide you to others to help you grow. Ask Him to make you brave and courageous, to not only seek these relationships, but to be able to say yes when He brings them to you. Sometimes community will come to you, and other times you will go to it. Just like there's no magic formula for beginning a relationship with Jesus, there's no magic formula for beginning a relationship with others. It starts with a choice, and our choices will either compel us into his presence or confine us within our own. I am a huge lover of discipleship. I believe in the beauty that it births in our lives so much. I have been on the giving and receiving end of discipleship, and there's nothing, just nothing else quite like it. It isn't always pretty and glorious, especially when you're being called out and held accountable for something in your life that you've been blinded by, or when you're the one holding someone else accountable for the things in their life that they have been unable to see or accept about themselves. The hard hurts, but the growth that comes from pushing through it molds your feet for the flames of fire that's still to come while walking this journey on earth. You will be tested by the fire, but you won't be burned up by the flames. And the beautiful people you've allowed to walk with you, y'all will fan the flames of his good and walk through the fire together. That's the beauty of discipleship. In our context today, discipleship is being a follower of Jesus, accepting him and his ways and spilling that into the lives of others, and receiving the overflow of others too. It's an outward overflow of an inward ingestion and revelation. We pour out what we take in, and we take in what's poured out. Discipleship is when camaraderie and accountability join hands and dance through this life together. It makes you stronger and more brave in your faith journey. It's holding one another's arms up to Jesus and placing each other in his hands as he carries you through. When my kids were growing up, we talked about accountability and inviting others into their space a lot, how they needed other discerning, like-minded, valuable relationships other than their dad and I walking through this life with them, extending sound counsel and encouraging them through all of the many paths that they would walk. It is hard to open yourself up and be vulnerable 
But when you develop a trust and a bond with someone, there is no cost that could surpass the remarkable gain. It's a safe space that gives you an opportunity to choose the counsel of wisdom rather than choosing counsel from the world. Why take the field trip when you can learn from someone else's experience? Why walk alone when you can walk together with others toward the arms of Jesus? Oh, the beauty of community and discipleship. We were made for it. It's always been a part of God's plan. Sometimes these relationships happen organically and you naturally fall into them with one another. And sometimes you're the one extending the invitation for the relationship. If you feel a connection or you are drawn to someone else, approach them and ask them to coffee or to lunch. Take a hike together or walk through a book together. Get to know them and see if there's an opportunity for a discipleship relationship. You have nothing to lose other than a life enriched by the right individual walking alongside you. One no will lead to your greater yes. The hindrance of rejection or the fear of being truly known will rob you of tangible hearts and tangible hands to love you and to help you along your way. So find someone who's going where you're desiring to go and ask them if you can join them there. Choosing Jesus and choosing community with others are the beginning steps toward knowing him. There are many ways we can continue to move toward knowing him. Choosing to start is the first step. Let me ask you this. Would you be willing to sit with some questions this week? Would you allow yourself to sit quietly and reflect on where you are right now and be real with God and yourself as you ask yourself these questions? Are you seeking to know God in a real and intimate way in your life? Are you choosing him and his ways daily? Or are you leaning into your own ways and desires? Do you really desire to know him more? If not, what is it in your life that is currently robbing you of being with him? What are you choosing over him? There's no judgment here. Conviction is God's domain. And you and I, we are his and we are held to the same desire to know him. What scares you about community and discipleship and being known by others? 
if you are walking in a discipleship relationship with someone else, is there something you need to call out or confess in this relationship? And are you willing to brave the conversation at the risk of growing to Jesus? If you're not in a discipleship relationship, who around you do you see growing and going to where you long to be? And what is stopping you from approaching them and inviting them in? Have you noticed someone around you that you think could benefit from having someone step into their life and walk with them and speak into them? What's keeping you from inviting them in? How real has God been this week in your heart? How clear and vivid is your clarity and certainty of God's forgiveness and fatherly love over you? And my last question for you to sit and ponder on this week. Are you having any particular seasons of sweet delight with God? Have you been finding scripture to be alive and active in your life? You guys, we're not only better together, we're stronger together. We are living in some of the most horrific, suffocating times around us. And yet, we have the final answer living inside of us. We carry the hope for every single thing inside of us. Jesus. We never reach an age or stage in life where we aren't called to disciple or to be discipled. Leading and being led is an ongoing process through every stage of life. This is so true. We are daily being influenced by others and daily we are influencing others. How aware are you of this reality in your life? Do you pay attention to what you're ingesting? Do you pay attention to what you're projecting? I just cannot escape the charge and encouragement that this passage in Hebrews 10.25 brings. Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. We don't know when God will return for us, but we know that he is. And until then, may we choose knowing him above anything else in our lives, and may we choose to lead others and to be led by others until we are finally with him. I truly treasure you guys and the sacred time that we get to share. I know that you could choose a million other things for these 20 to 30 minutes during your day, but today you chose joining me here in the overflow. Can I lean in and tell you that I'm still growing too? And I am coming out of a season of doubting not only what God was doing in my life, but almost believing that I was missing him and his voice because I could not see any good coming out 
of what I was coming through. I even withdrew some from accountability and discipleship because I began to doubt his way. And all of a sudden, my way seemed a little easier to control and digest, and I quickly became sickened by the lies of the enemy, and I found myself choosing to lean into Jesus more swiftly, all because we had history, Jesus and I. We've had years of cultivating a divine relationship that nothing or no one can destroy when it's real and true and nurtured. Relying on God has to begin all over again every day as if nothing had yet been done. May Jesus bring a fresh revelation to your soul today. And may you suddenly understand on a profoundly deep level how precious you are to him. May you listen for his voice and make wise life adjustments that you need to make. There's an inheritance verse for you in scripture. And may you search till you find it and wield it precisely and powerfully. The enemy has no strength against God's living and active word. You are not at the mercy of your circumstances. You're saturated in the mercies of Almighty God, and they come to you new every single morning. Breathe in his promises. Exhale your frustrations. Wrap your arms around his grace and rest in the knowledge that you are never alone. May it be well with your soul today. Have a blessed and beautiful day. If you desire to know Jesus, but you're still not sure what that means or you would like to some more guidance, please leave a comment here or private message me on my socials. I will be including the links for them in the description of this episode. Choosing Jesus, knowing Him, and walking toward Him with others is at the very heart and mission of Overflow. Nothing I could say or ever produce here is more important than that. It's the very heartbeat of this life, and it's my deepest honor to meet you in the overflow. I can't wait until next time.